it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome back to Information Operation. We are again out of the studio. We'll be back uh, in a few days, but we're on the road covering stories. Today we have an interesting guest, however. Jonah Schultz is running in the congressional primary for Ohio 13, a very uh, critical state, but one which is also in flux. Welcome, Jonah. Hey, Todd. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So give us your background. Tell us about Jonah Schultz and uh, what you want to do in Ohio. Absolutely. Well, we launched this campaign in what was originally Ohio's 16th district, which has transformed into Ohio's 13th district through through the redistricting process here in Ohio. Uh, Ten months ago, we launched this primary against Anthony Gonzalez, who was one of 10 Republicans who voted to impeach President Trump with no due process, no evidence, who supported lockdowns and mask mandates that put countless Ohioans into addiction, into despair, into poverty, supported amnesty, uh, rampant spending, and was just one of these Republicans that's taking us down the exact same road uh, as the radical left, just maybe a slightly slower pace. And so I came to the realization, as many of us Republicans have, that if we allow this party to continue to be the party of Liz Cheney, of Anthony Gonzalez, of Mitt Romney, uh, that we're not going to have a fighting chance against the left. And, And we've seen the results of this kind of impotent leadership in the Republican Party. And so myself being a 26-year-old with uh, no political experiences, a lot of people like to label me, it was just a realization that I don't have the luxury to sit back on the sidelines and watch as everything that makes our country great is destroyed. It doesn't matter our age, it doesn't matter our background, we have to have a passion for this country. You know, I have spent my career in in the private sector in sales and marketing roles. I, Mm -hmm. I run two nonprofit organizations, founded them, one that renovates rundown baseball fields and underprivileged communities, and another that does more general public service planning, urban gardens, donation drives for the homeless. And so, you know, for me, it's always been about how can I use my God-given talents and abilities to be able uh, to benefit the lives of my fellow man. That's ultimately what's led me into politics at this moment. You know, we saw over the last year and a half, the government telling American citizens that you cannot operate your private business. You are non-essential. You cannot go to church. Uh, your child cannot go to school. You cannot leave your house without a piece of cloth over your face. And sometimes you're barred completely from leaving your home. So the government has told you all of your rights are now up to the discretion uh, of the medical establishment that is really running our government at this point, the administrative bureaucracy that calls all the shots. And so the reality hit myself and others, that we need outsiders now more than ever. We need people who know what it means to live and work in our communities, face the problems we face, and aren't beholden to these huge donors, these special interests, and will actually be a true voice for the people. So we need yeah. these citizen candidates. We need these outsiders to step up, and that's exactly what I'm doing in Ohio's 13th. So tell me, um, and we'll get into your uh, your platform and what your priorities are shortly, but I'm curious about your, your generation. I mean, you know, some... I've heard that, well, they, you know, they don't have really interest in politics, but on the other hand, I've heard, you know, parts of your generation are more conservative than 
and maybe the boomers and the uh, and the millennials. I mean, wh what are your thoughts on that? Well, I get that question a lot, being in my yeah. age group, because I'll go to sure. certain political events and I can be the youngest individual there by thirty years, forty years mm -hmm. at some events. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that our generation absolutely skews to the left, and it's a major problem because they've been mm -hmm. indoctrinated for so long. Uh, but uh, at the same time, we have a lot of conservatives my age that are mm -hmm. just too afraid to speak up. There's a lot more of us than meets the eye, but they're afraid of being ostracized. They're afraid of losing friends or acquaintances or their social status. Uh, and as a result, they've kind of hidden the shadows, not wanting to speak out. So it seems more skewed than it really is. But my message to those people now is you either step up off the sidelines and into the game out of the shadows, or you won't have a country left to fight for. So now the time is to the time is now to be vocal, uh, to be engaged, uh, and we can't continue to be afraid because as we've kind of shrunk back, we've allowed the left to take over all of the cultural spheres of society, right? Every single yeah. aspect of society is now dominated by the left because we've refused to be active and engaged and actually participate with our beliefs while the left has, has sought to take over every aspect of society. So there's definitely mm -hmm. a tilt, but there's more of us than meets the eye. Well, uh, you know, that, that problem is across all generations. It's not just yours. I mean, people are scared, but they need to realize, you know, if they're scared to lose their job or their country club, they're not going to have it no matter what if, if they don't stand up. So I completely agree with you. So tell us about your priorities. What, you know, what, what, what do you want to get done? What are your top two or three areas you want to really make a difference in? Well, first and foremost, the center, I've made medical freedom the center of this campaign because I have been with nurses, with healthcare workers, with manufacturers, with government contractors that simply want to make their own healthcare decisions, that don't want to live in a country where the government can tell them what to do uh, with their own medical choices and, and their children's healthcare decisions. Mm -hmm. And so medical freedom, getting to Congress and enacting legislation that will ban vaccine mandates, vaccine passports from coast to coast, both public and private, that has to be number one, because if you can't decide what's injected into your own body, you, you don't live in a free country. And a government that is powerful enough to do that is powerful enough to do really most anything. And sure. so we have, we have held rallies, we have hosted medical freedom rallies and protests. I've stood with these workers facing losing their jobs, these healthcare you know, heroes that we called them for a year and a half until we called for their firing for making their own healthcare choices. Mm -hmm. And these individuals, you know, we have these rallies, they're vaccinated, they're unvaccinated, they're just standing together in solidarity because they know they don't want to live in a country with a government that has that much power. So restoring our medical freedom, restoring our constitutional God-given rights, ensuring that the government cannot shut down private businesses, cannot shut down our houses of worship, securing our elections, ensuring that we institute nationwide photo voter ID, and this massive mail-in, uh, unsolicited mail-in voting and, and ballot harvesting, these main issues that have forever, if, if, if left unchecked, will give a permanent electoral advantage to Democrats because they know they can gain the system that way. And then obviously taking on big tech in the ways that we need to actually financially holding them accountable. I'm, I'm tired as many Americans are of just watching these congressional Republicans bring, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg in front of a, a, of a panel and yelling at him and sending him back on his private jet back to Silicon Valley. We actually have to hold them financially accountable by ending these government contracts that we're in with big tech worth tens of billions of dollars and then opening them up to lawsuits and holding them financially responsible each and every time they censor the free and legal speech of American citizens. And whether it's medical freedom or the big tech issue, this First Amendment issue, I don't really care if our rights are being taken away by 
the big government or by the big corporation. Our job in, in Congress and in the federal government is to defend the rights of the individual. That is the sole purpose of the federal government. So we need to step in and start protecting the individual and actually empower them over these corporations, empower them over the special interests, uh, the, the big special interests throughout the country. Instead of being the party, the Republican Party being the party of big business, of Wall Street, of Silicon Valley, we need to start being the, the party of Main Street USA and the, and the individual. Interesting. So um, tell me, how, how do the other candidates in the race feel about your issues? Are they on the same page? Well, my my one opponent, Max Miller, mm -hmm. uh, he has refused to really make any effort towards resolving the medical freedom issues. We have a House mm -hmm. bill in the Ohio State House, so Ohio, Ohio House Bill 248. This bill would ban vaccine ma mandates and passports, both public and private, and allow individuals to make their own health care choices. Uh, Max Miller's campaign called that a radical bill that they would refuse to support. Uh, they don't believe that the government has a role in stopping the infringement on individual liberties in the, in the medical sphere. So we really have clashed on that issue. We have, he has, over the course of, of 10 months, refused to even make a, a public statement or, or have a platform on the issue of abortion. Uh, I'm 100% pro-life without exception and, and have been rallying for the overturn of Roe v. Wade so that we can eventually end what I believe is the black mark on American society. And so really it's it's become a, a, a clear difference of words versus action. You know, each and, each and every week I'm going to events, me holding medical freedom rallies. We are going throughout the community trying to stand with these workers because at the end of the day, we're not sworn in until 2023 and a lot can happen between now and then. And so if we're not active now, we're not doing our jobs. And if we're not going to work now, we're definitely not going to work once we're elected. We've seen the same song and dance over and over of the same politicians pushed by the same donors coming from the same families. Right now in the United States, more than a republic, more than a democracy, we're increasingly living in this oligarchy where a few, uh, a privileged few run every aspect of our lives, including our politics. And that includes in the Republican Party. And that includes my opponent, Max Miller. Interesting. So uh, an incident happened, uh, you were mentioning sports earlier in your, your, your day job. Um, tell us about what happened with the Cleveland Guardians. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So the Cleveland Guardians, formerly the Cleveland Indians, uh -huh. they put in place a, uh, a, a vaccine mandate, a COVID vaccine mandate for all of their employees. Now, this is, this is despite the fact that the federal judges have, have blocked most, if not all, of Joe Biden's unconstitutional vaccine mandates. They are under no public or, or government pressure to do anything, and yet they instituted this mandate. And again, this vaccination status, my vaccination status, employees' vaccination status has no bearing on anybody else's health. So this is just yet another power move by the left. But we were holding a medical freedom rally out in front of Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Uh, we, and we were in touch with local, local media outlets, uh, one of them being WOIO, uh, which is uh, the CBS news affiliate in the greater Cleveland area. Mm -hmm. We were in contact with them. They told us that they had no intention of sending out any reporters to this event or interviewing me because they have a new policy that due to the spike in COVID, uh, if that is real or not, they are have no intention of interviewing any unvaccinated individuals. Now, we were pretty shocked at this because mm -hmm. to begin with, obviously, we know that vaccinated individuals can catch and spread COVID the same way that an unvaccinated individual. We know that you know my vaccination status has no bearing 
on on the vaccination stat or the, the health of the reporter. And they didn't care to ask what my vaccination status even was. The real crime that I committed was going against the narrative. The real crime that I committed was not following the advice of Dr. Fauci and the administrative state and the political ruling class. And that's what all of this comes down to. So whether it's me being shut out of getting interviewed by local reporters or individuals being scolded for not wearing masks while Joe Biden walks around department stores without a mask or goes in, into a restaurant without a mask, or whether it's individuals being fired in their healthcare position, uh, it, it has nothing to do with health. It's only ever had had to do with compliance and, and, and expanding their own authority of this political ruling class. So it really showed what we're up against, but that's what we faced uh, just this past week. And it's just illustrative of what's going on all around this country. Yeah, I've always wanted to ask these people, well, you know, the vaccine probably actually enhances transmission because you're shedding all these spike proteins and and I, you know, even Fauci and Gates have admitted that it doesn't stop transmission. So it's, it's quite curious. So, uh, Jonah, tell us how people can get involved in your campaign, where they can find you, information about you, how they can help, et cetera. We well, should go to SchultzForCongress.com. That has my full background, full bio. You can contribute uh, directly to the website, SchultzForCongress.com. Get to know me. You can reach out directly to the campaign with any questions. We'll answer policy questions or answer anything that you have so you can get comfortable with this campaign. Jonah Schultz for Congress on Facebook, Jonah Schultz OH on Twitter and Instagram, and Jonah Schultz for Congress uh, on Telegram. So you can stay in touch with us in a variety of ways. And we're trying to make this a movement. We understand mm -hmm. that it's not going to be good enough just to have one congressman win one race and think we're going to take back this country. This has to be a nationwide movement of millions of people coast to coast reclaiming their liberty and understanding that our rights don't come from Fauci don't come from Biden, don't come from any government, but come from a divine creator. Well, thank you for that, Jonah. We'd like to help in the future with your uh, with your efforts, especially with uh, you know waking up your generation because everybody has to contribute and help where they can. And you definitely have an, an ax there. So thank you for your time. And uh, we'll have you back down the road as the uh, campaign progresses. Absolutely. Thank you, Todd. All right. Take care. Thank you.